0: (laughs) Chimichangas, chupacabra. I don't even know what that is. Yes, it's like Bigfoot, but he lives in—it's like this, like four-legged creature, and he sucks the blood out of livestock in New Mexico.
1: Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we really do believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you today?
0: I just educated Perry on the chupacabra, and so I'm doing very well.
1: I legitimately had no idea what the chimichanga what was it you just said
0: chupacabra it's in new mexico
1: it's in new (laughs) mexico so if you're listening to new mexico really feel bad about the it's the a,
0: chupacabras in your backyard. Is
1: it a vampire
0: dog, it's you a, said? It's like a mutant vampire dog. It sucks the blood out of livestock.
1: I don't believe that this is real, <laughs> but this is this is
0: like... This is our podcast pre-conversation. Oh,
1: I'm glad we didn't record. I don't... Like, you. she even Googled images of this, and I just... I don't think it's real. They're so. scary looking.
0: But it does lead us into today's conversation, where we talk about creativity.
1: Strangely so. That was a good... God <laughs>
0: was creative when he created the chupacabra.
1: Yes. We she didn't create them they they don't exist but yeah go ahead Go
0: ahead. <laughs> Perry, listen here's the deal you're taught it like it is you're very vulnerable from stage but you're also really known for your creativity whether that's your creative sermon series or how you engage your audience or your instagram stories but i'm curious have you always been that way were you a creative child
1: um Creative child is uh, really interesting. So I grew up in the late seventies, early eighties, where um, ADD wasn't diagnosed. So I don't know that I was creative as much as I was very ADD, and I always had, I always had ideas on way that ways that things could be done differently so that people could understand them better. Um, and uh I was always questioning why do we have to color the sky blue? Why can't we color the sky green? Why can't we color the sky red? And well, that's the way it is. And so I I think, and this is just a whole nother talk for no whole nother time, I think the creativity um, and a lot of our educational systems is like pressed out of children because uh, kids have some great ideas. So so as a kid, yes, I was I was creative in that I was always thinking about I think there's another way to do this. I think there's another way to do this. I think there's another way to do this.
0: Right. Thinking outside the box. almost. Yes. And that's kind of, I think a lot of our listeners, they think to themselves, well, I'm not creative and maybe someone's even told them that. I don't know, but in actuality they are, they just haven't found what creativity means to them or that time of day where it's really sparked for them. And I know you've mentioned to me that you are most creative in the morning, but how did you discover that about yourself and a pastor listening? How do that, how are they going to discover their most creative time of day? Well, first
1: of all, you know, when people say they're not creative, what they're usually saying is I can't draw. Um, because we we will see That's people. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see people draw something and be like, oh, you're so creative. Well, I, I think I'm creative, but my drawings, my handwriting is horrible. Like it's the world's worst. Like I always got an F in handwriting and and, uh, in school. They used yeah, to your
0: handwriting's a, pretty bad.
1: Thanks. Chicken um, scratch, y'all. It really, it's ba- but I understand it, and that's all that matters. And so that's what people say, but you know, the Bible's very clear that we're created in the image of God, and God is definitely creative. I mean, good gosh, watch a sunset, watch a sunrise, look at some of the animals that are real. Chupacabra. Like a peacock, or <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, so God's creative. So when we say I'm not creative. We're actually denying an aspect of um, what God put into us. So while we might not be able to draw, we're creative. Some people are creative with their words. Some people can walk into a room and decorate it like nobody's business. So we're, we're all creative. For me, I just, I think it's essential to, to discover when your best time to be creative is. No, So for me... Um, I wake up usually between four and five a.m. Um, a lot of people didn't know that four and five came twice a day, but it does. But I happen from about four or five o'clock in the morning till about ten or ten thirty. That is my most creative, productive time. I can, I can churn out content in those four, you know five to six hours. Um, I, in those five or six hours, I can accomplish what. Um, in a normal routine, it might take me three days to accomplish. Like I re- and and you know that because you're on the receiving end of some of those emails. I hey, get
0: emails at four thirty in the morning.
1: I don't text. I don't text. And emails. You do, I, that's it's right. like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this because that's my that's my creative time. After that, I get a workout in, and then I'm better in meetings and in conversations in the afternoon. But in the mornings, that's my creative time, and I discovered that I actually discovered that in college. Um, looking back, if I had an 8 o'clock, a 9 o'clock, or a 10 o'clock class, I always made an A in that class. I, I did. I just always made an A. It didn't matter what the subject was. I would just always ace it. I even aced a math class in college because, it, yeah. I, the I, Lord
0: is real, y'all. I mean, he is. <laughs>
1: um, that was another problem. All my science classes were in the afternoon. But I, the, my, I that's where I realized I pay attention better. I think I have... I'm sharper mentally in the mornings. And so, but it's different for everybody because if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, I'm going to get up in the morning and try to be creative. I I listened to a podcast just today um, by a leader and they were being interviewed about their creative process. And they're the most creative from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. And she was talking about how, um, she can crank out content and ideas and material now from 10 a.m to 2 p.m i'm about as creative as that fake creature you've been talking about i mean i can't
0: I, that was cold
1: I, yeah i mean i after about seven or eight o'clock i i can have a conversation but i'm not creative but once again you've got to find what works there is no right or wrong here it's what works for you
0: so walk me through one of those mornings. What does a creative morning with Perry Noble look like?
1: Boring. Um, no, no it, what it looks like is like I'll, I'll get out of bed, and I've had to discipline myself to do this. I, when, I, when I get out of bed, I don't start opening apps on my phone. I'm not looking at Instagram. I'm not, like, not looking at Twitter. I'm not looking at Facebook. I want to I wanna get out with just a fresh mind. Now, if somebody has texted me the night before, I'll look to see who it's from and if it's important. I'll open it, but if it's just some random person, I won't even open the text. Um, for me, the morning starts out really good with a with a cup of coffee, actually Nespresso. I'm, I'm kind of into that Nespresso thing. I had some friends from the UK send me a Nespresso machine and um, I need. To, that's where I'm going to get into the Bible, just for me, my personal time. Everybody has their thing that they do to connect with God. Hopefully, they have their thing. For me, it's just reading the scriptures and and kind of praying through and thinking about the morning. And after that, I'll begin to write. I'll be t- the sermon, or I'll begin to write a, a blog post, or come up with a idea for a series. I'll write it down on paper, or I'll type it out. If it's already typed out. I'll, be, I'll walk around my kitchen counter and preach it out loud. So by the time I've preached a message on Sunday, I've already preached it between 10 and 20 times usually. Um, and I'll do that up until about 10 o'clock. Like most of the time, I have my phone off and cut upside down so I can't um, tell if I'm getting a text or an email. And I've had people go, what if somebody really needs you? Well, the world existed for quite a long time without me. And when I'm dead and gone, the world's going to be just fine. Um, probably a little less boring, but it'll be just fine. And so the, the world can really do without me. Now, now, it's different. Like if I'm expecting something or somebody's scheduled a call or whatever, that's different. But for me, those morning times, I've got that. Kind of figured out and out. I just kind of get up and do what needs to be done as far as the creative process.
0: So, are you saying there's some essential ingredients to your creativity, like the coffee? coffee. Do you play music? No,
1: no, that's just it. Now, some people do. Once again, right. and that's what you got to find. Music, because I'm so ADD, I will totally get in the music and I won't do anything creative. Like some people are like, oh, I cut on the music and I study. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't have music on. I can't have the television on. I can't have background noise i gotta have silence and silence for me is just golden <laughs> you know, it, it really is that's why
0: he doesn't do it here folks because our office is not silent
1: it's definitely it's not, not quiet silent or quiet in this place but
0: it does segue we have a room in our office called the creative cave yes we do we do and Perry, you've got to tell him about the creative cave
1: well i'm real big on environments i believe that certain environments bring out like cr- I, I'm just more creative in certain environments, and so like the room that we're in right now makes me literally want to lay down in a road and be ran over by a semi truck. So it, depressing. It's is boring. We're gonna have to paint this room. It's our fault. Mustard um, walls. It yeah mustard walls. It, it's basically what it is. But I wanted an environment so. Uh, we've got this thing called the creative cave. And for me, it's just my space where I, when I come into the office, it's, uh, it's, it's like the no-go zone. Like if I'm in there and I'm working, don't come get me unless the building's on fire and only if the building's on fire and you're pretty sure you can't get it put out. If you think you can get the fire put out, I don't even want to be bothered um, half of it is literally bright orange. The other half is purple.
0: Clemson purple. Clemson
1: purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of football astroturf on the floor. The hardwood floors are not finished, so it has kind of an unfinished feel. Um, we got some stuff on the walls. We got a Himalayan salt lamp,
0: courtesy of Logan Finley. Yes,
1: yes. You and Carly did a great job decorating that room. Um, but it's I mean, just we that did place. well with
0: what we had. Clemson orange and purple. People, come it, on.
1: You can't get any better. That's what a <laughs> sunset is. That's why we know God's a Clemson fan. Orange and purple. Thank you. Um, but that's the for me. It's an environment. Now, for some people I know. Um, By talking to pastors and church leaders, some people are creative in um, a coffee shop or a Starbucks or they love this place where they can go and sit outside or they love a particular room in their house or whatever. Once again, there is no writer. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made in the creative process is I would hear about somebody's creative process and I would try to emulate that, not understanding that just because it worked for them – it it wouldn't. It, I, I thought it would work for me, and I was wrong.
0: Right, and it's not always about what you have. Not everyone has a room in their office that's yeah, dedicated to creativity. Not
1: everybody has an orange or purple room. They should, but they not. don't. And, and <laughs> you, you know, so once again, right. you've got to figure out what environment you're the most creative right. in.
0: Well, I'm curious. You know, you've heard the term writer's block before. Do pastors mm-hmm. get that? Like ministry block, I guess?
1: Every pastor or speaker or... W- that's honest. Would have to say yes. I mean, to
0: keep people entertained, you have to be somewhat creative or very creative as a pastor. So, what do you do when that happens to you?
1: Well, it, you know, it's. I used to. I can. Re- I can remember one time getting mad and slamming my Bible against the table over and over and over and over again. That was. That was 15 years ago, though. That was. Um, that was before I became mature. Um,
0: <laughs> Young, violent. Perry. Yes, I was. I was pretty <laughs> angry. I was like, "Come on, God, give me
1: something." For me, if I experience a writer's block or a sermon block or whatever, it's time for me to go for a walk. Mm. It's time for me to get on a wave runner and just play on the lake. It's time for me to do something that relaxes my mind. Because when my mind... Is relaxed. It's so funny. That's when your best ideas will hit you. And so, if you're, and I tell pastors or or leaders, make no apology for this. Make no apology for this at all. Um, That's why, and I've kind of joked about it before, and I think I've even talked about it on this podcast, but sometimes our best ideas come in the shower. The reason our best ideas come in the shower is because. We've all taken a shower the exact same way for the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And nobody gets into the shower thinking, okay, first I'm going to wash my belly. And then I'm (laughs) going to wash my shoulders. And then I'm going to move to the arm. Like nobody thinks about that. And so because your mind goes on autopilot when you're in the shower, you really do have some great thoughts. Well, it's the same. And like when you go on a walk... And you can cut your phone off, and you're you're just walking in a very familiar place. You can have some great ideas. For me, it's the when I get out on a lake. I I don't have a wave runner. I have a friend that has a wave runner. That's even better. Um, And I get out on the lake and just cruise. I have some of the greatest ideas because I don't have my phone with me. And um, so you just got to figure out what that is for you. Put yourself. In a familiar environment, like I, I, you know, some people are like, go, "Go play chess," and I'm like, "Oh, dear God, no! You oh, got to think too much. You got to think too much." learn it
0: and then play it. Yeah, well,
1: I could, <laughs> I could play chess. The last time I got, I got beat pretty bad, so I haven't played since. But um, do something that you enjoy that doesn't require a lot of thinking. So
0: basically, you're saying don't be afraid to put the work down.
1: Yeah, you can't be afraid because the, the the harder you try to force it, I think the more frustrated you're going to become. Absolutely. And if it's not clear, as a communicator, if what you're trying to communicate isn't clear for to you, it's definitely not going to be clear to the people we're trying to communicate it to.
0: Right. So I'm curious how else you nurture your creativity besides setting that time aside in the morning dedicated specifically to nothing but creativity. How else do you prioritize that?
1: Well, I smoke a lot of weed, and I think oh, for me, I'm goodness. just kidding. I did
0: not see that one coming. I did, <laughs> I've,
1: I've never actually smoked weed. Um, I did I did sell it in high school, but oh, I never my. smoked it.
0: Confessions it, with Perry Noble. Yeah, it's got, well, I
1: mean, everything else is out, so let's just get that <laughs> out. Um, never smoked weed. No, um... For for me, what was the question? Oh, I'm dead. I'm literally dead right now. (laughs) I watch. I I take a lot of time to watch how the world is communicating. So, for example, uh, I was riding down the road the other day with my daughter Kara. She's 11, and she said, "Daddy, I wonder what the world was like before the internet." And I said, "Well, you know, baby, I can." I can tell you about that because I remember what the world was like before the internet, and so you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, people would write um, newspaper articles that were a half a page. There are very few people reading half-page news articles today. Um, Twitter changed the game with 140 characters or less. Now they're 280. I don't li- I don't like that as much. Um, Instagram, Facebook. Here's what I have do- people love: simple and to the point. And so I I, I just kind of watch how that works. I remember when TED Talks caught on, how they became so popular. And I I wasn't looking at what the people were saying. I was trying to figure out why these things were so popular. And the reason was you had a certain amount of time to get across a certain point. Right. And so that for me, I love watching the way that the world communicates. Also, 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 I love watching comedians because if, if there's anybody that has to be creative, um, it's comedians. And when I say comedians, um, I, I watch, uh, like, I love John Crist. Uh, he is a great follow on Instagram. Absolutely hilarious. But I also watch Kevin Hart. Like um, the
0: real comedians, yeah, no, like no. D- John well, Drill. John's a real comedian. I no offense, John, okay. None of, not, but I am talking about like raunchy comedians, like yeah, the funny, yeah, like well,
1: well Kevin, Hark, yeah, yeah, Kevin Hark's probably in that in that category, but
0: probably.
1: Well, but he's the way he comes up with his comedy. I'll tell you another comedian that I highly, highly respect as far as communicator is Jerry Seinfeld. Um, yes, I listened to an interview with him um, one time, and it was. Phenomenal how he actually takes the time to develop a joke, come up with a joke, and then five or six minutes later, circle it back in. It was like unbelievable. So I listen to other preachers, pastors, or whatever, but I also look at how the world is communicating and try to figure out how I can leverage what the world is doing to communicate to people in a way they can understand.
0: Right. So what would you say the biggest lesson creativity is that's taught you?
1: For me, I believe creativity equals simplicity. In other words, I believe that the creative process was given to us so that we could learn how to simplify what we're trying to communicate in order that the listener can understand. Let's go Let's go back to God being creative for just a second. Um, there have been times in my life, I'm sure every listener's life, where you have seen a sunset or a sunrise, and that particular sunset or sunrise absolutely just, I mean, it mesmerized you. It, it, it caused you to gasp or lose your breath or whatever. In that moment, just in that, in that particular moment, no matter what was going on in your life, no matter what was going on in the world, you knew there was a God. Like there was no doubt in your mind, and that's just God being creative. Hey, I've simplified it so I, I've simplified it um, so much so that you can see. I mean, good gosh, talk about simplification! God becoming man in the form of Jesus—that's that's as creative as you can get, right there. But I think creativity is simplicity, um, because at the end of the day, I don't I don't want to be the pastor where people leave and go, "Man, he was deep." Because that means I didn't understand a word he said, but I don't want to say I didn't understand it, so I'm just going to call him deep. Right. I want people to leave and go, man, I, I, think, I, I think I got that, and I can actually do something with that. So I believe creativity equals uh, simplicity. And the second thing about creativity is creativity isn't compromise. Like, some, I know some people are like, oh, if you, if you get creative, then you're going to get worldly. Well, oh, my gosh. Well, if you're going to really stop being worldly, then let's not use air conditioners in our church this week. Um, or
0: filtered water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or filtered water. Well, yeah. So creativity is not compromised. It's literally, I was reading uh, just the other morning um, in Jeremiah chapter 18. God comes to Jeremiah and he says, Hey, go down to the potter's house. I have a message for you. And if I'm Jeremiah, I'm like, Well, why don't you just give it to me now? Let me, you know, why do I gotta walk down to the potter's house? That's just my attitude sometimes. But he goes down to the Potter ha- potter's house and it says, uh, he sees the potter working at the wheel. The potter doesn't like what he has, so he crushes the clay and begins to reshape it. And then God asked Jeremiah, he said, you know what the potter did with that clay? I can I can do that with you. I can do that with Israel. Well, you know what? I'll bet you Jeremiah never forgot that message. But if he would have just said, I can crush you and rebuild you. Well, I mean, that's great, But, but now... God said, "No, I want you to visually see the clay being crushed and then being reshaped." I thought, "Wow, that is so." I'm I'm trying to think of a way to incorporate that in Second Chance one day. Because I'll I, be the
0: potter on the wheel. That that'd be that awesome. would
1: be that would be that would be really cool. We're gonna do that. I don't know when. I don't know when. But that would be really <laughs> cool.
0: Well, Perry, any closing thoughts before we end this episode?
1: No, just that when it comes to creativity, everybody has to figure out their rhythm. What works for them? When you hit that creative wall, go for a walk. You know, play some golf. Just do whatever you got to do to not think. Um, and then don't feel like don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just let the Lord bring you those ideas in those environments in His time. And uh, and and that's it. And then that's the last thing. And this is a whole nother podcast. Don't be afraid to do something different every once in a while. Don't be afraid to do something different. This has been so much fun. If we can ever help you in any way at The Growth Company, just let us know. Um, our website is IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. And if you'll hit schedule a call, you'll get to talk to Logan who Me. believes in uh, vampire dog aliens. So that'll be... Might be
0: an alien. I never thought about that. But that was it, a good connection oh you just God. made.
1: Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.